everybody, and welcome inside the What You Need to Know podcast. I am Tyson Ewing, play-by-play voice of Utah women's basketball, and joined by my radio analyst, Miley Enger. This is the What You Need to Know podcast that focuses on all things University of Utah women's basketball. We'll take an in-depth look at what's going on in the program. All right, Miley, we are about an hour removed from the first game of the season going in the books where Utah came away victorious. 88-63 was the final. There's a lot to unpack from this one. Uh, Miley, when you kind of think back to what we just watched here in, uh, in this first game, Utah able to dominate the paint, what kind of sticks out as kind of what you like the most from Utah's opening day victory over the Idaho Vandals? I think there were a couple good takeaways from this game, but I think we first need to start with Alyssa Peely. Alyssa was great for the youths. She shot 12 of 14 from the floor, 2 of 3 from deep, and pulled in 7 rebounds. We talked with her earlier in the summer about her conditioning, about why she chose Utah and why she left USC. And she didn't have that confidence last year or the season before. And this looked like a completely different player from a season ago when we watched her play here at at the Huntsman Center, and then also down in, in Southern California. Well, I told you from the get-go that there was a reason that I was so excited when I saw that Alyssa Peely was going to choose Utah. The moment she put her name in that transfer portal, you remember I even said, how cool would it be if Alyssa decided to come to Utah? You know, I was just thinking about just how awesome she would fit in this program. And so when she decided to actually make it reality, I mean, I kind of thought it was initially pie in the sky, but then she made it a, a like an actual reality. And here she is wearing that crimson red Um, And so really, really excited for Alyssa. A great opening game, 27 points, 7 rebounds, an efficient 12 of 14 from the floor. Can't ask for much better from Alyssa Peely from her debut uh, here in this one. When looking at her stats from just a season ago, she averaged under 8 points, under 5 rebounds, under an assist, only shot 33% from the field, and had .3 blocks a game. So... You look at, that was for her complete season last year. Then in this game, she she stuffed her stats. Yeah. <laughs> Again, just repeating her, her stat line, 27 points on 12 of 14 shooting, seven rebounds, an assist, and two blocks. So Aly- Alyssa kind of did it all for Utah tonight. One, one key area I think she can improve is limiting the fouls so she can stay on the court. But what a great presence that we have on the court with Alyssa. Well, it's just the start of Alyssa Peely's Utah career. I don't quite know if she's going to be a two-year player here or if it's just going to be this one season. She can make that decision at the end of the year, um, but we'll kind of see where that falls, and we'll cross that bridge when we get to it because this was just game one. Now, we can talk about Alyssa all podcast long. This whole episode can be all about Alyssa, but there was so much more that went into this game than just Alyssa. How about the two double-doubles in this one? First, we'll start with the freshman. Taya Sidbury makes her debut with 12 points, 10 rebounds, seven defensive, three offensive rebounds for her. Jenna Johnson, seven offensive rebounds herself. She finished with a double-double of 10 points, 13 rebounds. You know, that's kind of the direction I want to go here, talking about those two. So we'll start with Jenna. Kind of felt as though Jenna had a struggle in that first half, was one of five in that first half, was two of five in the second. Her shooting might not have been there, but I loved how she, how much Utah just tried to continue to get her involved into the offense. 
and more or less just try to feed Jenna Johnson. Do you feel as though that was the game plan for Coach Roberts and her team coming into the second half after not really getting a lot of touches to Jenna in that first? I think that was an adjustment that was definitely made because, like we said, Jenna wasn't shooting it well in the first half, and an easy way to get going on the offensive end is by getting to the free throw line. I enjoyed seeing Jenna and her aggressiveness level kind of raise in her getting to the basket. A lot of times when shooters aren't making shots, some can become timid and stop shooting. And so when she shoots one of five in the first half, she could have easily been like, you know, I'm not ruining my percentage right now. I'm only shooting 20% and it's the first game. I'm going to try and do something else. But she stuck with it and in doing so, she was able to get her points from the free throw line. Then Taya Sidbury, I felt as though she came in right out of the gates. She had that big steal right away in her first second or two of even just playing basketball for the first time wearing a collegiate uniform. I really feel as though that Taya, in these first few moments that we've seen her, we saw two exhibition games. We saw 19 minutes from her tonight, another double-double for her, 12 points, 10 rebounds. Obviously, she's doing all she can offensively and defensively. I'm really excited about Taya. Obviously, we've heard the scoring. If you're able to score, and Coach Roberts talked about this with um, Gianna last year. If you're able to score at the high school level at the way that the at Gian, the way that Gianna and the way that Taya were able to score in high school, then something good is going to translate into the collegiate game. Um, and so I feel as though Taya, she obviously has that scoring ability. She's not going to score like that at the collegiate at the collegiate level at the Pac-12 level. She's just not going to do that. Um, but what she can do is what she did today. She can play great defense. She can uh, engage herself extremely well. She can fight for rebounds. And then the points will come. That's kind of how I feel Taya is going to be um, integral to Utah's success. Do you kind of feel that same way? Or how do you feel about what Taya can provide um, after her first game as a youth? For freshmen coming in, they need to do the little things to be able to gain their teammates and coaches' trust. And I think that's, like you described, that's what Taya's doing. I know the first two games of the season of the exhibition games don't technically count on stats. But if they did, she'd have three straight double-doubles, and it's by doing the little things. Did she take a couple of threes in those three games that Coach Rob might not have liked? Sure. Is she going to learn from those shots and the flow of the game? Sure. But like you said, she's doing it on the defensive end. She came in, provided a great spark off the bench in the Idaho game. She's coming in. She has that knack for the ball, getting rebounds. She's following her shots. And then I'm impressed with what she can do in transition. She gets out in lanes, gets some steals, and finishes pretty well around the basket. Kelsey Reese kind of went down a little bit early. Um, She went out, I should say, a little bit early in that game. I don't recall. Did we see her again after she went down with what looked like she came down hard? I don't remember seeing her coming back into the game, so obviously something that we're going to want to keep a close eye on. But, you know, the depth is going to be a very highly talked about topic as far as what Utah can do in the post this year. We've already talked about how there's two players, Peyton McFarland and uh, Naya Ojuku, that still are yet to have played because of some injuries that they're trying to come back from. But those are two players who are going to provide a spark as well. And I'm just, honestly, I'm so excited to see what the post can do here for this Utah team. Now, the three-point shooting wasn't very good tonight. Four of 23 for the Utes. If I recall, they went two whole quarters without hitting a three before Alyssa knocked down a corner three. Uh, Is that any concern to you as you kind of uh, were able to see that play out today? I don't think I'm concerned about their shooting at all. 
They had the two games before this. This is the Idaho game was their first their first game of the season against a team that actually counts on the record. So I think this was, was kind of just first game jitters and or not even jitters, but excitement of, oh, I get to shoot it. Like, this is counting towards stats now. This is the first game. Like, this is what I've been looking forward to for a whole year now. It's not concerning to me because we've seen these most of these players play last year, and we've heard about all the hours that they spent in the gym during this offseason. So to shoot four of 23, Coach Rob said in the post game, that's not what our team does, and I don't expect to see another shooting performance like that anytime soon. Yeah, I agree with that. There was one game like this last year where they did not shoot well. I believe they only hit one three in that basketball game. Can't remember exactly the opponent. UVU. You got this. And it was like one of 20 until... Brenna hit that corner three. Okay, there you go. I see. I knew you'd be able to help me out with that. You got a great memory, so, so I don't anticipate many games like this before. Utah has two great shooters on the floor: Gianna, Izzy, Kennedy, Alyssa can knock down the threes. I think Inesh is a great shooter. Jenna, a good shooter. Lonnie's going to be a great shooter. Deja's going to find her stride. So definitely not concerning. I would completely agree with you. I do, however, think it's going to be important and a big emphasis on what type of threes this team gets because last year it was yeah. a lot of catch-and-shoot threes. You had Deja, who after the Colorado games went on, had a great shooting performance towards the end of the season. Kennedy, the same thing. But a lot of them were inside-out, drive-and-kick, catch-and-shoot threes. So looking at this roster, they're all selfless players, but who's going to be okay with not shooting a floater? and kicking out to someone for three. So I do feel like a lot of the threes were rushed today, and I hope Deja will be able to get some more decent looks and uh, Kennedy to be able to get some looks not off the dribble but catch and shoot. So it's not the what it's not that I'm concerned about their percentage, but how that percentage is going to get better. In your opinion, how much of that kind of falls on the point guard to be able to find whether it's a drive and kick but be able to find that open player? I think it starts with the point guards. When you look at the stats, Izzy didn't have an assist, and she's the one dribbling the ball. She's the one setting up the offense. Inesh had three in her 17 minutes. But I do feel like with the offense that Utah runs, it's not a point guard ball dominant offense. Everyone's sharing the ball. Everyone has opportunities to come off a pick and drive. So I don't feel like all of this just comes down to point guards. I think it starts with them. <laughs> but I do feel like everyone has a responsibility to find their teammates for open shots. Maybe another little bit of concern is, is, is the turnovers today. I don't really know how you feel about that, but 17 turnovers for Utah. I don't want to say Idaho is a lesser opponent too much, but that's kind of what they are. I mean, they are, and Utah is going to see much better opponents come you know, later on in the season. But, of course, it could just be first game that they've been together. I mean, again, they have had some exhibition games, but... I feel as though they're turning the ball over a little bit too much. Um, offensive fouls is one thing, but I feel like you know there was you know quite a few times they lost the ball while driving. You know how concerning, in your opinion, are those 17 turnovers, and uh, how quickly can Utah corral that as they you know get that first game out of the way and move on to the move on to the next one? With the group that we have, they are experienced now. So to start the season off with three games of double-digit turnovers. It's a little concerning. We saw in these games, the, when the guards drive, they're getting a little too deep and then trying to find kickouts that aren't there because the defense is just crowding them. Or they're driving and they're trying to make a decision in air, and that's 
never going to end well unless you're some athletic freak who can come up with the most amazing passes. But Utah had 12 turnovers against Northwest Nazarene, and that was a team that was pressing and trying to force Utah to turn the ball over. The next game against Westminster, Utah had 15 turnovers, and that wasn't a team that was all up in their shorts trying to get them to turn the ball over. Then Utah comes out today and has 17 turnovers against Idaho, who, again, isn't known as a defensive team. They are an offensive, three-balling team, not particularly known for their defense. So this area needs to be cleaned up. Your leading scorers for Utah in this game, Alyssa Peely with a team high, a game high, 27 points in her debut as a Utah Ute. Also added seven rebounds, was 12 of 14 from the floor. Double doubles from Taya Sidbury and Jenna Johnson with 12 and 10 and 10 and 13 respectively for those two players. Izzy Palmer gets her first career start, scores 11 points, had four rebounds as well. Jenna Neepkins with eight. Kennedy McQueen with nine points. A nice complete game for Kennedy with six rebounds and four assists as well. And Lonnie White in her debut as a Utah Utes. Four, uh, four points, two boards for Lonnie. Deja with a point and five rebounds. Ines Vieta with no points but did have four rebounds, three assists, and a steal as well. So that rounds out um, Utah's victory over Idaho. Some key team stats. They out-rebound the Idaho Vandals. 60 to 31, 25 offensive rebounds. Seven of those came from Jenna Johnson. And another key stat, they outscore the Vandals 52 to 16 in the paint. So Miley, another game coming up for Utah on Friday afternoon as they'll get a chance to take on UVU again. Um, as you said, they struggled shooting the three ball against them last year. And one piece that UVU does not have anymore is Josie Williams, who was their leading scorer a season ago. And she is gone now, and so it's going to be interesting to see how UVU comes out. What might you expect from this upcoming game on Friday? I do expect Utah to shoot the ball a little bit better. I don't foresee them going 4 of 23, especially, like you said, they shot poorly against this exact team last year. But again, another opportunity for Utah to improve on what they're building upon. And I think one of those keys for Coach Roberts is going to be less turnovers I'll just end it like that. It's going to be, I feel like one of those keys that Coach Roberts is going to emphasize is limiting their team's turnovers. So that will do it for this post-game episode of What You Need to Know is the Utah Utes knock off the Idaho Vandals in their debut game by a final of 88-63. to Again, you can catch Miley and myself on the call at 1.30 for tip-off, 1.15 pregame show on Friday. That's November 11th as the Utah Utes will take on the UVU Wolverines. Quick reminder, you can catch this podcast after each game with Miley and myself. We'll try to get an episode out to you following uh, the conclusion of every game, so please make sure to tune in for each and every single episode. Thank you so very much for tuning in. For Miley Enger, I'm Tyson Ewing. This is the What You Need to Know podcast.